The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. You're very welcome back. Our contact numbers are, as always are 083 306 9696. The dinner's ready text on WhatsApp line. You can use it to get in contact with us or indeed enter our Guess Who competition. We'll have another person trying to identify those three mystery celebrities again in this hour. You can free phone us on 1800 90 96 96. Or if you want to send a more considered um, comment to us, you can also use the station's email address. Our show email address is thekclordaily at kclord96fm.com. Now, I'm joined in studio by Virginia Teen. She's the chief executive of the Heritage Council because... Maybe you weren't aware of the fact that the Heritage Council has its headquarters in the former Bishop's Place, um, right beside St. Canis' Cathedral here in the city. A hidden gem, I'm told. I haven't visited it yet. I'll have to pop along. But on Monday, they'll be visited by two ministers, Minister for the Environment and Housing, Dara O'Brien, and Minister Malcolm Noon, who are going to attend an event to celebrate an educational programme in which participants learn all about the traditional crafts. And Virginia joins us now to tell us all about that. Um, Happy uh, Thursday morning, Virginia. Happy Thursday morning to you, Brian. And we might as well celebrate it. <laughs> we may, it's not slippy out there and we can walk around without falling yes, over. Certainly That's better than it has been in the last couple of days. Um, We'll, we'll, we'll talk about your role within the Heritage Council and that a little bit for more later on in the segment. But tell us about the, the visit that you're expecting on Monday morning. Well, the visit on Monday is a little event that we're organising in Rothhouse in Kilkenny. And it's marking the first year of the All-Ireland Heritage Skills Programme. The All-Ireland Heritage Skills Programme is a programme across the whole Ireland of Ireland and it helps people who are working in the construction and building sector to upskill in traditional building crafts. And it's a collaboration between the Heritage Council, the King's Foundation in the UK, formerly the Prince's Princess, Foundation, yeah. and the Department of the Environment Northern Ireland. And we recruit six people. The Heritage Council gives them a bursary of 20,000 per annum and they undergo intensive training in different craft specialisations for the period of a year. And it really sets people up for a brilliant career, especially those who might have an interest or a passion around areas of building and craft skills that may be at danger of being lost or neglected. So we don't want to lose them. These are important skills. And also... you blacksmiths, some masons, others, they're like hen's teeth. You actually can't get good people. So we want to encourage traditional skills and we want to support those who are working in the sector to upskill and to deliver on their passion. Um, Well, those people who develop those skills, is it primarily so that they're available to maintain, for example, heritage sites? Um, Or is there actually a growing demand for those skills in new builds and and new areas of, of modern life? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, The big developers, the big builders, uh, say big sites in Dublin, they're looking for people like uh, blacksmiths, as I mentioned, to do railings, perhaps which would be complementary with streetscapes. They're looking for joiners to do specialist windows because planning regulations may require them. Many of them look for masons because they want to create good buildings that are going to last forever. So not only do these people work with traditional buildings, um, many of them work with the big um, contracting firms who are very interested in the work we do and provide placements actually for some of the students who are participating in our course. So this is 
a really interesting area and it's a great area for careers, I would say to anyone who's thinking about what they might do and they're not thinking mainstream academic, don't overlook the benefits of working with your hands and the rewarding life and the very, you know, it it can be quite well paid, that world, because it's so specialist. And as I say, some of those specialisations are really rare, hard to get, very valued and very well sought after. And there's maybe more of a creative element to some of those traditional crafts that doesn't exist, possibly in some of the more modern um, apprenticeships, like electricians and and, and plumbers, etc. Well, yes and no. I mean, the the craftsmen of today, all the craftsmen are creative in their own ways, like they've to solve problems. But these are more unique problems. So, for example, we had six people last year. We had Anthony Dynan, who is a joiner from Westmeath. Mary Hallahan, uh, a blacksmith from County Tipperary, she participated in the programme, the first woman to graduate as a blacksmith in Ireland. Jack Murphy, also a blacksmith. Emmanuel Boole, also a joiner. Hannah Glass, who's a decorative finisher. She's working in fine art, in, in finishing gilding, historic wallpapers, much more specialist maybe than mm. the blacksmiths or the joiners, but a very creative, rewarding piece of work. And Dolly Flood, who's also a blacksmith. And people forget that the, the skills and the crafts that were used in the past, like the landscape we see around us in Kilkenny, any of the streets, the contractors, the builders and those of us working in conservation, we actually have to replicate what was there before to ensure our sense of place is preserved. And the public and the citizens want that. It was great uproar in Kilkenny when uh, the council changed the format of the place names. They went away from the metal cast iron ones Mm. to a different media and now they've gone back to the cast iron ones. So that's a response to the citizens. So people care. And and we've seen, you know, similar lack of appropriate skills, for example, in relation. Um, In Carlo, I think it's the the Carlo Library, the Carlo Courthouse, I always get those two confused. The railings around there, for example, used to be renovated and restored and people can't seem to understand why it takes so long. But it's a very skilled thing to do and there's very few people can do it. Well, I'll tell you now, we, the Heritage Council funded a project programme through Kilkenny County Council for the refurbishment of St Mary's Church in Callan, the gates there, and we had to extend the grant for another year because they couldn't get a blacksmith. They couldn't get so it's crazy, but it's great. Yeah. Uh, Talk to me about the type of people. I mean, you've got the uh, biogs, if you like, of those people that you've just mentioned there. Are they all young school leavers who come into this? Are they from very different backgrounds? Completely different backgrounds. Um, one person I'm not going to name them was 51 <laughs> when he came to the programme oh well you brittle it down now by saying he <laughs> yeah but there's a few men <laughs> I know and there is another man I should say who's 24 the youngest or no actually 20 I'm wrong from County Ross Common so they're from all sorts of backgrounds some of them are coming to craft through other ways like they they may be working in construction in general and then they see that they're interested and they've a flair for something and they work with other craft persons which is always the best way to learn like formal learning doesn't always suit the transmission of handcraft Mm. so we call it shoulder to shoulder learning this program is a year-long program we'll be recruiting in the spring maybe i'll come back and talk about it when we're you know we're back open for the recruitment Great opportunities. The students get to work with the King's Foundation. He has a centre of excellence in Dumfries House in Scotland. They're there for six weeks in the summer. 
they placements on some very significant Irish pro, um, refurbishment programmes in Ireland, north and south. They also participate in conservation training. They're in the Heritage Council headquarters, this year's cohort at the moment, doing business training. So it, skill, it upskills people in their own particular conservation interests, but also in the business of becoming a, a, a contractor. King Charles has always been uh, hugely passionate about heritage. It was the Prince's um, Foundation. It's now the King's Foundation, as you said. Um, he's got a great love for Ireland as well. I mean, it's great to see that the King's Foundation has such an impact here. But do you think it would be nice that we had, as well as that, our own national foundation and appreciation for the, for the, for the arts of heritage? Yeah, I mean, our, our collaboration with the King's Foundation is, is a learning for us so that we can learn from them about how to do this well. He's globally recognised his centre as a centre of excellence for teaching traditional skills. We'd love to see this in Ireland. The Heritage Council has just completed a feasibility study about progressing this and we hope that we will have a receptive audience on Monday when we have Minister O'Brien and Minister Noonan about taking this on to the next steps because uh, it's something that needs to be done for the building sector in Ireland, but particularly for the young people. Well, as you said, the two ministers will be visiting. I understand the event is going to be emceed, hosted by our own Sue Nunn, a very passionate person when it comes to heritage as well. And I would suggest probably nobody better to twist the arms of certain ministers when she's not in her official capacity on Monday. Um, It's great to have so many people, people like Sue, for example, um, champion heritage and our, our lived environment around us it's so important that we maintain a love for that heritage yeah well sue and i had a chat yesterday about you know monday's event but we were reflecting on how important kilkenny has been since the early 60s when the development of the kilkenny design center and people like rudolf hetzel and other crafts people came to ireland were funded by the government come to ireland to teach and the consequences that that has been a proliferation of really expert craftspeople around Kilkenny and around Ireland and it raised the standards incredibly. It's a pity that that expired for want of a better word uh, whenever in the late 80s um, it's a loss mm. and Kilkenny has still got a lot of opportunities in this regard. We have the Crafts Council also based in Kilkenny, the Design and Crafts Council and ourselves were the two state agencies based in Kilkenny um, and the only other state agency outside Dublin is the EPA in Wexford. Yeah. So Kilkenny is a lot to be proud of and at the Heritage Council we're really interested in working locally particularly with the Education and Training Board to move this on and set up something. Not every town or city or indeed county in the country could potentially have state agencies like yourselves based locally in the in their own area. Um, but apart from having you guys based here, do you think Kilkenny is a model for other towns and cities around the country in terms of how much they've protected the heritage um, and indeed made it part of what is a modern city? Oh yeah, I mean, people who visit Kilkenny, who come to us on business, are always amazed at how beautiful the city is and how well the Kilkenny County Council and the people of Kilkenny themselves have protected this place, both the city and the county. And that's got to do with the vision of some of the the chief executives of the local authority, of the business leaders who maintain their premises, who are interested in traditional shop fronts. I mean, we're known nationally for some of the shop fronts, not only in the city itself, but in, in some of the towns. I mean, some of 
Some of the towns around the county could certainly do with an uplift. They're looking sad like so many towns across Ireland. But Kilkenny City in particular is a really um, great example of how civic leadership works and it works for the people and it's worked for our economic benefit but also a sense of a great place to live. Uh, We have no problem recruiting staff. We have recruited about 12 staff in the past 18 months and one of the great attractions for recruiting young people is the fact that we're based in Kilkenny. Other state agencies have huge difficulty getting staff we don't. Yeah. And I think three quarters of that is because it's an attractive place for young, younger people who are starting off in life, maybe to get a house and raise a family. And it's accessible to Dublin, to Cork. Um, but it's it's a good place to There's live. a reason why somebody built a castle here all those years ago and, yeah. and that hasn't changed for sure. Um, the event on Monday is to celebrate uh, the students who've passed, if you like, through through this year's campaign. The second campaign, you've already talked about looking forward to next year yeah. and the recruiting process for next year. Um, could you see an expansion of this particular campaign, this educational programme for next year or maybe into the future? Certainly the demand is there. Um, Would you need more funding to do it? We possibly would need a bit more funding, uh, but we want to do it well. I mean, the students have to have a really quality experience, so we can't overload it. And it's intensive. I won't pretend that this is an easy doddle, like you're giving up a year of your life, you're moving around the country. It's, you know, they're long days. Are the students funded while they're on this campaign? Yes. They are, okay. They get a bursary funded by the Heritage Council of 20,000 each. It's still not a huge amount it's to try and live on for like the year. It's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not a lot. Now their accommodation is paid for as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is just a stipend. That's why some of the students may be more advanced in their careers. It's not ideal. I think we need to increase that bursary, to be honest, because the cost of living is going up. And that's something we look at next year. But yes, we'd like to expand it. But ideally, as you said earlier, we'd like to look to something creating something in Ireland for Irish people to be there forever. Well, Monday is a day to celebrate those candidates who have passed through. You'll be welcoming their families, probably some of their friends, um, along with the ministers uh, who are attending on the day. Are you looking forward to the day yourself? Yeah, it's great. I mean, setting these things up isn't easy. You'd be amazed at the administration of doing Uh, stuff cross borders. (laughs) I Um, I probably wouldn't, but I know what you mean. (laughs) Between a state agency in the Republic, a government department in Northern Ireland, and we've great colleagues in the North who've, you know, we're all determined to make this happen, and the Princes or the King's Foundation in the UK. So this took about two years actually to get up and running, get all the approvals. We're up there, we're running, we're all kind of relieved it's there. Nothing happened that stopped it. it. it went well. It's been a great success. We're in year two. So Monday's a day to celebrate, particularly to celebrate the students and their families, because behind all these students are other people who've made sacrifices. Well, I'm going to ask you a creative question to finish off with. We've talked about the value of uh, the King's Foundation as it is now. We've also discussed the fact that we would um, like to continue to maintain that relationship with the King's Foundation, but maybe in the future have our own similar foundation here in Ireland. Um, if you could wave a magic wand, I'll give you a little bit of thinking time. It wouldn't, of course, be the King's Foundation here in Ireland. Who would you like to see it named in honour of? Well, if we think, I'm sitting in Kilkenny, so I'm thinking locally, and you've really caught me on the hop. I know, I try to do that sometimes. The architect of the White House, 
who was a Kilkenny man might be a good person to call it after the Hoban Centre. The Hoban Centre, yeah, okay. The the Hoban Foundation would be a nice uh, little local twist as well. Well, Virginia Teen, um, Chief Executive of the Heritage Council, thank you very much for your time this morning coming to visit us here on the KCLR Daily. Enjoy Monday, and uh, I hope uh, you and Sue have a, a fabulous day celebrating all things heritage, and hopefully both ministers in attendance will see the value of the work that's done and uh, maybe offer some larger bursaries or some more funding to expand the course into the future. Great, thanks Brian. You're very welcome. The KCL or Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. With thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card. The perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie